0: Let's let's dig in this morning, because let's talk about the title that God laid on my heart is Meditating on God's Word, Meditating on God's Word, and and, and the reason why it's so important we meditate on God's Word is because we know that God's Word is God, and I'm going to talk about that, and I don't want to, I'm just one of my points, but um, the more that we get to know the Word, the more that we read the Word, the more that we're going to get to know who God is. And if you want to get to know him, read the word. Now, let me show you here in scriptures. We're going to set the setting on how important it is to meditate on the word of God. Let's go to uh, Joshua chapter 1, verses 8 first, and we're going to read this. And I want you to notice what it says. And we're going to go slow with this because I want this to sink in. It says, study this book. Study this book of instruction continually. I love that word, continually meditate On it day and night, not just sometimes, but day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper, I love that, and succeed in all you do. Isn't that good? Wow, and then I found this too this week in Psalms one verses one through three and it says this about meditating. David puts it this way, he says, oh, the joys of those who do not follow or, or, or do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in the mock, with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, this is the word of God, by the way, meditating on it day and night. They're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Isn't that good? Man, I just read two scriptures that says if you meditate on this word continually, day and night, you're going to prosper. You're going to prosper in everything you do. Now, that word prosperity, I'm not talking about always financially. When you say words prosper, it, it could mean anything. It could mean prosper uh, emotionally, prosper uh, spiritually, prosper physically, prosper financially. In every area, when you meditate on this word of God, incredible things actually begin to happen. And so I also wanted to look the word meditate up here in the Hebrew and this is what I found out what it meant, okay? I'm gonna read it to you because I'm gonna write it down. I wanted to, so you to see this. And this is what I discovered. It says, to give serious thought, you think about whatever you're reading there, and consideration to select it information. So in other words, there's going to be things in this word as you read it, the Holy Spirit's going to get you thinking about it. And you're going to start considering things in your life that maybe need to change or whatever, but consideration to the selected information with an implication of speaking to review the material. Did you catch it? In other words, as you read it, there'll be something in you will actually want to Review it and read it out loud. So in other words, what it's saying here is it's saying you write it down, okay? You read it and you meditate on it. And there'll be actual times when you're actually will begin to speak it out loud, okay? Let me give you some examples of what I'm talking about. By the way, I want to take a moment and tell you how proud I am of my incredible wife. My wife is incredible at this. I mean, it's amazing. And, other, and Now, if she doesn't go to the, the cabinet store on, on Tuesday mornings, other than that, she wakes up every morning and she goes to her favorite chair. We got our two chairs. I got mine on this side, hers on that side. We got our reading chairs. That's our studying chairs. And this morning I was in mine. And, um, but she goes to that chair every morning. She takes her Bible, she gets her warm uh, tea or coffee, whatever that she wants. And she gets out a notepad and a piece of paper and pencil. And man, she goes to town. And she starts meditating on this word. And, and, and I do the same thing during the week. But I, I do it better when they're not there. I, I can't meditate a lot when people's in the house with me. I, I want to be alone. I, there's certain people, That's my personality. I need to be alone. Because I have a tendency, whatever I'm meditating on, I like to, like to kind of go with it but let me put it this way but when you meditate on the word of god but 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 what let's let's pause for a minute but incredible things begin to happen but here's the thing the enemy doesn't want you to meditate on this word he wants to make you think it's not fun he wants to make you think that 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 it's boring that, that there's no truth and i'm going to tell you something meditating on the word of god is is the funnest thing is that the right grammar is the funnest thing you will ever do because incredible things begin to happen. Put this up there. Incredible things begin to happen when you begin to meditate on this word. As a matter of fact, if you wanna know your calling or you wanna know your gifting, just start meditating in the word because it will begin to rise and surface to the top. You'll find it. That's right. You'll find it immediately. Okay, let me give an example on this. If Let's say if you, are, you have a calling of God in your life to teach okay? And you want to teach. Whenever you read the word of God, as you meditate on it, all of a sudden in your mind, you'll start reading those scriptures like you're teaching it to somebody. You'll actually start saying it out loud. You'll start saying, you'll, you'll find yourself trying to teach that. Um, you, you understand what I'm saying? Or let's say you want you got to call a witnessing to people. You'll read that scripture and you'll find yourself Actually wanting to witness that to people, you go, oh, I, I want to share this this word, and you'll start speaking. It. And I'm I'm called to preach, and so I have a tendency to when I meditate on the word. This is why I like to do it alone, in the house by myself, because I like to start preaching it. It's fun. I love it. And I'll read it. I'm like, ooh, this is a preacher. I'm like, I wonder how that sounds if I'm preaching. And I start preaching to myself. I start preaching to to, to the walls and everything. When Lacey was there, I was preaching to Lacey. She'd sit there and look at me. I'm like, in Jesus' name, you need to to accept Jesus right now, Lacey. I don't think she was thinking, I just want another dog bone. But but what will happen is, is my wife will come home and catch me doing it. And man, I feel so embarrassed, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm like, you know how you feel like you're kind of embarrassed? Did she catch it yet? But but she thinks I'm real sexy when I'm doing that. (laughs) She comes home, she says, man, you're the sexiest man alive, man. My man's in there preaching the Word of God. And I'm like, yeah, you look pretty hot yourself over in that chair every time I see you doing it too, honey. So I'm telling you, I'm just saying, when you start meditating on the Word of God, Your spouse begins to look different to you. But um, we'll get to that here in just a minute as well. But but why does this happen? Why do incredible things begin to happen in your life when you meditate on the word of God? I'm gonna show you three reasons why this happens, okay? Because when you understand what I'm about to tell you, you'll have a whole new picture of God's word and you will want to meditate on it. You will want to read it because I really believe the enemy does so well at trying to convince us that it's powerless. You don't need to read this. It's not gonna really truly change your life, but I'm here to tell you today that it will literally change your life forever. And here's the reason why. Number one, if you're taking notes, you gotta understand because the word of God is seed, it is seed. You have to know that. It is seed. And I was actually going to buy a pack of seeds. Can someone do that for me for next service? You don't get to enjoy it, this service, but I'd like to do it for next service. I was going to go to Walmart and buy a pack of seeds. But here's the thing. If I open up the pack of seeds and not show you the picture and just dumped it all in your hands, you wouldn't know what the seed was. You wouldn't have a clue what you're holding in your hands. But if I told you, take that seed home and plant it and water it and take care of it, oh, probably a few months later this summer, you will begin to see what that is. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it will, it will, it will become what the picture is on the package if they put the right seeds in it. This is the same way God's word is, church. Sometimes we don't know God's ways. We don't know God's thinking, but but there's one thing. He's got a call, and he's got an anointing on all of our lives, but when you begin to meditate on the Word of God, that seed will be planted in you, and as you continue to meditate, you will begin to start to see its surface. Are you getting what I'm what I'm trying to share? And so it is seed, and when you understand this, it's powerful. Now, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 23, I got way ahead of myself. It says, having been born again not of corruptible seed, (laughs) but incorruptible seed. Let's go and put seed, but incorruptible seed through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. That's what the seed of God will do. And so in other words, the quickest way, go ahead and put this up here. If you want to know what God's will is, what God's call is for your life, you got to get the seed planted in you and then you will know because the quickest way you'll grow or find your calling is by reading or meditating on God's word. Are you understanding why it's important that we read the word of God? Many people don't look at it as seed. It is a seed seed. And, 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 and so and it will begin to grow and cultivate in us. And the, the more we read it, the more we're going to grow, the more we're going to grow, the more we'll start to become what God is calling us to do and be. You see, I didn't know I was supposed to preach the word of God until I started meditating on the word. And as I meditated on it, eventually I started to know what the calling of God was for my life. So let me show you here, David. David meditated on the word of God all the time. He was an incredible, successful guy. Now, here's another thing about meditating on God's word. When you do it and you're continually doing it, you're not gonna give really a rip about what's really going on. You're not gonna care about what people's gonna say about you anymore. Let me show you something here. how David meditated, and by the way, he calls the word many different things. He'll call it, uh, he calls it uh, a statues, he calls it commandments, he calls it... Um, um, Precepts, I think, here he calls it law. And so, every time you see those words, it's just the word of God, okay? So, don't get confused by that. But he's meditating on it. Watch in Psalms 119, verses 15, he says, I will meditate on your precepts. That's the word of God and contemplate your ways. Now, let's keep going here. I'm just going to go with them. In Psalms 119, verse 23, he says, Princes also sit and speak against me. But what does he do? But your servant, talk about himself, meditates. On your statues. I'm not going to get distracted. He goes on in Psalms 119, verse 48, and says, My hands also I will lift up to your commandments. There's the word of God, which I love, and I will meditate on your statues. You seeing this coming out? This is David. Again, in Psalms 119, verse 78, he says it this way. All right, I just read that. Verse 15. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. We've read that. That was the first one. Let's go back. You got me? Okay. You got to go. They're all there together. In Psalm 119, verse 78, let the proud be ashamed for they treated me wrongfully. They treated me wrongfully with falsehood, but I will meditate on your precepts. I believe that's kind of where Pat was sometimes in his life, right there. He didn't care. He meditated on the Word of God. In Psalms 119, verse 97, oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Every day, I meditate on it all the time. In Psalms 119, verses 148. Last one. My eyes are awake through the night watches that I may meditate On your word. What David is saying here is this. He said, I'm going to meditate on your word, God, no matter what happens in my life. No matter how bad it gets, no matter what anybody says about me, no matter what situation I'm going through, I may lose it all. I may be faced with a debt so big I'll never be able to pay back. Or I may be attacked by this person and that person. But there's one thing I am not going to stop doing. I'm going to continually meditate on your word. Why? Because it's going to prosper me. It's going to help me get through that situation. Are you understanding what I'm saying, church? And so I want us to get this this morning because here's what we do. When all of a sudden tragedy starts happening, we get focused on the negative. And what do we do? Here's what we do. We meditate on the lie that holds us in bondage instead of the truth that can set us free. Did someone just catch that? And so why do we meditate on the word of God? Because I'm tell, it's seed. We have to stop worrying about all the stuff because it's going to happen. You will be attacked. You will go through situations. You'll go through awful things. But again, it doesn't give us the right to stop meditating on the Word of God because that's seed, and it's not finished growing. It needs to continually grow in us, and the way it continues to grow is we keep meditating on it. And so when a man meditates on on lust, he's going to be filled with lust. When a man or a woman they meditate on anger or bitterness, they're gonna be filled with anger and bitterness. But when you meditate on the word of God, you're gonna experience incredible things. You're gonna experience the power of God. Why? Because it's seed that's continually growing in you. Everybody with me. So why should we meditate on God's word? Because it's seed. It's seed. And it will grow in you. Okay, that's number one. Here's the second reason why we need to meditate on the word and why it will do incredible things in your life that the enemy doesn't want you to know is number two, because the word of God is alive. This thing is alive. It's living. What I'm holding in my hand has the potential. You shall know the truth. And this truth not maybe, not might, but will set you free, church. It will set you, why? Because it's alive. When's the last time you looked at the word and said, oh my goodness, it's seed? When's the last time you looked at the word and said, oh my goodness, it's alive. This thing is living. Let me show it to you. In Hebrews 4, verses 12. For the word of God is living. Is living. And let me show you how much power it is. And powerful. I'm holding in my hand right now enough to set you free with whatever you're facing right now. Do you believe that? You got to believe it in order to receive it. It's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and is a discerner. It knows my thoughts of thoughts and intents of the heart. It knows what I'm thinking, it knows what I'm going through. Why? Because it's alive. This word is alive. And when I meditate on what's alive and I get what's alive in me, guess what happens to me? I come alive. There are some of you today that you feel dead and you feel like that you can't move on. I got good news for you. Just read something that's alive. It's called the word of God and you will come alive. Amen. Because it's alive. Meditating on God's Word brings me back to life because it's alive. Think about it. When's the last time you saw this as living? When's the last time you saw this as a seed that can literally be planted into your life and it can literally change your life? Now, let me give you some scriptures on how powerful meditating on God's Word is. Now, when, how many of you remember when you were younger? And you were looked down upon because of your youth, and people didn't really honor you, didn't respect you, didn't think maybe you were capable of doing things. I remember those days, but the Word of God—one of the greatest things we could teach our children—is meditate on God's Word. Even our kids can do it. Yes, sir. Get the Word of God, meditate. Go read your Bible, son. Get your You version. Start reading it. Why? Because I'm going to tell you what it will do. Let me show you what it will do in kids in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 12 and 15. I mean, it, it, it's no respecter of persons, church. That's right. When you meditate, it doesn't matter what age you are. Right. I'm telling you, it will, it will blow your mind. It, it will do incredible things in you. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in this, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. How, but how do you do all that? Till I come, give attention to what? Reading, this word, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, okay? Which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Meditate, here it is, talking to children, meditate on these things, give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all, to all. Why, this thing is alive, it's alive. And, And this is what I did back when I got saved when I was 15 years old. When I was 15 years old, after I got saved, I just absorbed the word of God. I started meditating on the word of God, I I fell in love with the word of God when I was 15 and and I was on went on into high school. And I, I began to realize what was happening in my life because I meditated on the word of God, because I took my faith seriously as a young man. You know, the teachers in high school, they they were the ones who got to select who they wanted to pray and, 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 and share, share a little speech over the senior body. Now, of course, the top of the class got to do that, the Kumalada, humalada. I would just, thank God I just graduated. But anyway, but, but here's the thing. You know, I, I'm, just, I just was, I'm just average Joe. Donnie, you were there. I, I mean, I got up, but they had asked me to pray over the senior class and to share some words of encouragement to my class. I didn't ask for that. The teachers that asked me to do this, what was happening? What was happening? It was all because I was meditating on the word of God. And they started to see this gift elevate itself in me and knew that I was the guy who was probably going to be the pastor of our senior class. And so I said, oh, I'll accept that responsibility. I'll, you know, we'll do what we can do. Dave, you were there. You know, you were part of the class and now you're here today. We need to get them all here. I'm their pastor. They don't realize that yet, do they? But anyway, but, but what happened? It, it happened it, it, in your children. The greatest thing you can do to your children is have them meditate on the word of God and people respect them. There's, you ever met these young kids? Oh my goodness, there's some young kids that it's like they're only like, 16, but they, they carry themselves like a 30-year-old spiritually. Well, what are they doing? What they're doing is they're meditating on the Word of God. God is growing, and, and that, that gifting, that calling is elevating itself in them. So if you want to elevate your calling, just meditate on the Word of God. Now, also, um, you single adults right now, oh, I'm going to leave you out. I got a good one for you. You've been looking for that special someone, Mr. Hottie, Mrs. Sexy, or whoever you're looking for, hang on. Watch what meditating on the Word of God would do for you. Here we go. Are you ready? You're like, there's some of you think you're like poking out. Watch, here we go. Okay, now, by the way, Isaac was a hot dude, okay? And, he, and, and Rebecca was a smoking hot gal. I'm just gonna say that. So Genesis 24, verses 63 and 67. And Isaac went out to meditate. He's meditating on the Word of God. But while he was meditating, look what happened. In the field, in the evening. He lifted his eyes and looked, and there the camels were coming. Then then Rebekah lifted her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel, for she had said to the servant, who is this hunk of a man walking here, buddy? That's just my paraphrase, okay? In the field to meet us. The servant said, it's my master. Doesn't he look good? So she took the veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into his mother's Sarah's tent. There's when it all happened, I guess. And he took Rebekah and she became his wife and he loved her. So Isaac was com- uh, com- uh, comforted after his mother's death. I'm just saying, if you're single this morning, the best thing to do is meditate on the Word of God. I'm just saying. So there's a freebie for you. Now, (laughs) so let's bottom line it. Meditating on God's Word, why? Because it's alive. Number one, it's seed. Number two, it's alive. And when you meditate on it, it doesn't matter what you do. You're going to prosper at whatever that you do, church. If you're tired of falling, if you're tired of things happening, just start meditating in the Word of God and see what God will do. Well, it's just the Word. No, it's alive. Quit looking at it at some silly. book. it's no. This is seed and it's alive. Now here's the greatest part. Here's the last one, Pastor David. I'm done. Are you ready? That's right. Because the Word of God, it's Jesus. And we've been saying this over and over. Lisa Hawkins has been teaching us in her classes, meditate on the word of God. Because that it's God. Pastor David, when he met, or Pastor Doug, when he came and ministered, remember, he talked about meditating in the word of God. Why? Because it's God. How do I know it's God? Well, let me show you I know it's God. Watch what it says in 1 John, or John 1, verses 1 and 3. In the beginning... Was this incredible word. And the word was with God. Catching that? And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. This is Jesus. When you pick it up, you're reading Jesus. It's autobiography. You're reading about him. Look, this thing was written by Holy Ghost-filled men of God. Amen. It's, not some, it's not some good book. But here's the thing. You know, when you read it, if you try to read it as a good book, if you read it in the flesh, you're just going to get fleshly out of it. But if you read it in the spirit, God, I pray, God, you will reveal the truth to me. Man, when I get up this week, I was praying. I said, God, reveal the truth to me about this incredible word. Because, God, I know you have a word for the body of Christ, God. And you know what he did? He revealed it to me. But I can't read it in the natural. I have to read it in the spirit. Say, God, let me get in the spirit, God. If it was written by spirit, Holy Ghost, filled men of God, then, God, God, I'm filled with the spirit. God, let me read it with the eyes, which, which with intent, what they wrote it with, God. Let me read it that way, God. Ask him and trust me, he'll give you that. He will show it to you. And everything, everything in the world, man, everything that we have was created by God. Everything, everything that you do, your everything you've got was created by God. Amen. Let me show you, John 1 verse 10. He was in the world and a world was made through him. Everything. But here's the sad part about this past scripture. And the world did not know him. Yeah. There are still people today that's enjoying the benefits that God has created and they don't even love him. Yeah. That breaks my heart. Even in church. Take, take for granted, you know, take it for granted. The house we live in, the cars we drive, the money that we get to buy the food. It all comes from God. It all belongs to God. Yes. Sean, I love what you say. I said, how's your business then? He said, it's not my business, it's God's. Amen. I love that. That's why God blesses it, because it's his business. You're just a servant. You're just the steward that gets to manage his business. You're hired by God, managing his business, and he sees to it that said, okay, I'm going to pay you this week mm-hmm. for managing my business. But it all belongs to God. But we've got it. We live in a world where people, they they, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't, they just take advantage of Him. How many of you ever did something special for somebody? You really went out of your way to do something special for somebody and they didn't appreciate it. Now you know how God feels. Because you went out of your way to try to bless somebody, but they just take it for granted. Oh, thanks. And this is the way we do God sometimes. We don't realize that he created it all. Everything we have but comes is from him. Let me show you again some scriptures that 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 he's, that, that it's that he's the flesh, that, that it is Jesus. Watch. In John 1 verses 14, the word became flesh. This word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory and the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father. And I love this part right here. And this is a whole message in itself, full of grace and truth. There's there's ministries going on that just operates in grace only. (laughs) You do what you want. No, he came in grace and truth. He says, I'm going to cover you with grace, but I still want you to obey my truth you still got to do right things in order to get the right results. Amen. When You, are, you know what I'm saying? You got, you got religions going on that tries to do away with, oh, oh we can do what we want to do, live the way we want to live, and we don't have to abide by that. That's old covenant. No. The Ten Commandments still stands true today as it always has been. Amen. And so, but anyway, this became flesh. In Revelation 19, verse 13, it says, His name is, is called. His name is called, church, the word of god this is seed this is alive this is jesus now ask me the question why does incredible things begin to happen in your life when you meditate on it why do i know incredible things will happen when you meditate on it because it's living and it wants to change your life this is god this is the word this is him But there's a catch. Don't you like catches? Let's so thinking about this. There's a catch. Why aren't people really living in it? And, because here's the problem. You, you, church, I, me, determine how much of his life you're going to let flow through you. Let that sink in for a minute. You determine how much of his life, this word, you're going to let flow through you. You could choose to watch TV for three or four hours, which there's no problem with that. But when's the last time that you spent time in God's word? You know, when you study for a test, You've got to read the material in the, in the book, and you're ready to take the test. You know what's happening with many people? They're not reading the information in the book, and they're not ready for the test when the enemy comes. you got to read. you got to meditate, church. Oh, I'm passionate about getting us to fall in love with the Word of God. I'll do whatever it takes just short of sinning to get you to read the Word of God. I'm telling you, I do whatever it takes. Because that's how passionate I am about it. Just get the you version, Just turn it on. Just let it play in your house all day long. Don't cost you a nickel. You don't have to read a word. Just let it play. Let it fill your house. Amen. Just let it flood your house. The Word of God, just flood it. Just going. Do the dishes while it's going. You understand what I'm saying? Trust me, it'll get in your spirit. I fall asleep to the word all the time. I'll just fall asleep, put it under my earbuds. And I'm, I'm sleeping. And God's word's just pumping in my brain. I'm asleep. I, you know what? Spirits never sleep. And I believe, believe, believe. That's why my wife always gets up make makes sure that the TV's not playing when I fall asleep. Because there's spirits on that sucker too. You know what I'm talking about? Dude, you fall asleep. Mary's demons comes out. I mean, she comes walking there. Oh my God, you're like demons attacking one another. And you were sitting there sleeping. She said, I turned it off and I started putting the word on. Get it back in you. Just turn it on. Just turn it on. Let me give you this scripture. It all depends on how much time that you spend in the word determines on how much it's going to change your life. How much time that you meditate on it. Philippians 4, verse 18. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true. I love this. Whatever things are noble, this. Whatever things are just, the word. Whatever things are pure, it's word. Whatever things are lovely, word. Whatever things are of good report, the word. If there is any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Isn't that good? How about this one? And I'm closing with this scripture right here. Joshua 1, verses 8, and let this sink in, church. If you're not growing, if you're not alive, it's time that you come alive. God wants to bring you back to life today. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. And by the way, you can't obey it if you don't read it, if you don't know it. Get in it to understand it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Amen. How many's ready to start living again? Come on. Amen. Are you ready to live again? Would you stand with me this morning? Come on. Father God, I want to thank you for your word. God, I want to thank you that God, that it is seed. God, I want to thank you for that seed that's continually growing in us right now, God. God, there are some of us that, God, this seed's been planted, but, God, we're not watering it anymore. But, God, I pray right now in Jesus' name that that word, God, will begin to come alive in them. Come alive, God, in Jesus' name. And, God, remind us that, Father, that the word is Jesus, God. And I pray that, God, that there are some people here that, God, that they've gotten beat up. And God, they're tired and, they're, and they're, they're meditating more on the lie than they are the truth this morning. But God, I say no more. I say that, God, it's time that we meditate back on the truth and quit listening and meditating and believing those lies once and for all in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen.